Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. So glad you're here today to hear this wonderful conversation I have with my friend, Debbie Saviano. Debbie represents those who wish to transition into another career. She has done it successfully three times. Debbie's first transition was from a rewarding career in education, where she moved into the sphere of social media, where communication and education are uppermost when she works with others on the power of social media. Professionals from around the globe call upon Debbie for her guidance into digital space and how it can be maximized for them and their businesses. She is a pro and fascinating, and she just gets it. Her passion for education and lifelong learning led to the second transition, where she founded, along with her partners, Linda McMahon and Stacey Shifflin, Women's Leadership Live. As one of the founders, Debbie viewed Women's Leadership Live as a guiding force and proponent of women and as a guiding force and proponent of women as they offered a unique platform in how to educate and inspire women to launch and expand their businesses. The third transition is very recent as Debbie is now focusing totally on social media and digital space, an area she has a deep passion for. These past 23 months have proven that successful business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals must utilize digital space. Can you believe it's been that long already? The current status reminds us of our need to understand how to use social media to grow your business. In today's market, it's all about being seen and heard on various digital platforms. And the most important thing is helping them figure out how to do it their way within their comfort zone. And that means you, Debbie is helping people like you learn how to do social media your way. Just get more confident. And we have a little surprise to share because we're working on something together. So here is Ms. Debbie Saviano. Hello, Ms. Debbie. I'm so glad to be talking to you this morning. Likewise. You're just one of my favorite people. You know, Debbie and I, when did we start? It'd be kind of the beginning of COVID. We talk to each other every week and it's Almost just been- Almost 10 years ago. Almost it was years. right after our biz jam. It was right after our biz jam. It was, and it's one of the gifts of my life, and I really, I really appreciate. Oh, likewise, that. likewise, my friend. Thank you. Yes, we met at the wonderful Art Biz Jam put on by Phyllis Dobbs and also started by Lori Siebert. And and way back, Paula Gerling was part of that too. But it's an amazing group of people, women, creative, well, women, women and men, that get together once a year, either in person or now virtually. And it's, and learn from each other and there's amazing speakers and experiences and company visits to factories and showrooms and so much learning through Art Biz Jam. But anyway, that's where I met you. Well, it's interesting. People always, I don't think we stop because we're so busy in today's world. I think we stop and really take a breath and realize how we got here because Mm -hmm. I wasn't supposed to speak at that event. Joe mm. Packham was, but mm. Joe Packham had baby twin grandbabies coming. Oh, and so funny. she says to Lori and Phyllis, you should talk to Debbie. And so then they call me and ask me if I'd speak. I said, of course, obviously. And then that's where you and I met. And then we just, we could have met there 
and let it go, right? right we could have, right. but we connected. And so we made an effort to stay connected and people just, there's always these pathways and these forks in the road and we decide how we choose to take them. And you and I are a perfect example of, of mm -hmm. possibilities and opportunities and what can come from it. Perfect example. It's really true. It's so true. And, and before we press record, we were talking about um, a couple of bad weather airport experiences. And I have, I still have friends today that I've met on a plane or in an airport. And I know you do too. Yes. <laughs> you have some amazing stories and it's those, it's those decisions that we make on how to, where our friends come from. And you just never know where our experiences come from. And your area, well, one of your many, uh, many areas of expertise is social media. And that, I think that's a really, really good example of certainly how so many friendships are created and how many, how so many bonds are made these days. It's, it's amazing. Well, used to, to your point, we met in physical space and we could connect there, but we'd have to pick up the phone or write a letter mm -hmm. or, or meet again right. in person, which wasn't as e easy to do always, even though if we wanted to and time gets away from us. But now with social media, we can take that physical space to digital space and I'm, I always make the joke, you've heard me say it, beam me up, Scotty. There is the line between physical and digital has totally disappeared. Just like you and I, we feel like every week when we talk, we're in the same room together. Mm -hmm. Your pups are there, my husband, whatever it is, we've got things going on in our lives. So it's like you're still in the physical space. You couldn't yeah. do that before social media technology. You couldn't do it. No, it's really true. It's in the, I, I used to remember thinking, for example, Australia, it's so far away. Am I ever going to get there? Am I ever going to know anybody there more than just, you know, in a magazine or, or something like that. And after social media and courses and things like that, I have dear friends in so many places in the world that I might never meet in person. Exactly. Exactly. And we're able to maintain it. A good friend of mine who you, who, you know, I've talked about Susan Hunter, who lives in Scotland on an Island, like you do. And because we met in Dallas, I don't know, eight, I don't know how many years ago, years ago, but because of digital and social, we stay in touch. Mm -hmm, we, mm -hmm. and she's been, you know, with COVID and everything, she hadn't even been off that island in, you know, two years. So we, but, but you have to make the effort and that's the key. Right. People have to make the effort. And I always right. tell people, if you'll just think of what you do in digital space, the same you do in physical space, I think the world would be a much better place because we would never do some of the unfortunate things we see on social there's a good side and a bad side to it mm -hmm. we wouldn't do those things in person we that's would not very do that. true that's very true hopefully so keep, yeah. or we wouldn't be we wouldn't stay around people if exactly. that was happening right yeah they true. wouldn't get the attention that they get with the digital if right. they acted like they do in physical space it's kind of like if you're in a light and you are you're driving and someone does something you don't like and you honk or whatever if you know those that person you're not going to get mad Right, right. And you never know what they're doing, why they're, they may have to hurry to take a child to the hospital. They might have to right. hurry to get home to pick up a baby, but it's easy when you're not in that space, but we should always remember we really are in that space. That That's makes very sense. Very true. <laughs> very, very wise words. So you made it, you've made a business out of social media. You've made a, you, it's a passion of yours. And that's really what you were speaking about um, way back when we met at our biz jam. And can you kind of, take the listeners through a little tour of how, how you feel about that and how, how the difference you feel you've seen and, and how you approach it. Absolutely. And again, it's one of those things that everything comes to fruition if we just wait for it, if you will. So my first career as a school principal, and I was blessed and I thank God every day for the fact I got to be a principal of five different campuses. That is no eight. small feat. Yeah, through high school, depending upon what the school was. I still have, because of social media, I'm still in touch with many, many, many of those students. Um, but I loved education, but I always joke you can retire young. And so I did. And I knew I wanted to do something, but I wasn't sure what. And something, God spoke to me and said, social media. And I think that this was 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so I knew I needed it. I didn't know why. So I mm -hmm. spent two and a half years literally learning from every young person, because at the time they were probably 90% of them were guys. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I mean, at the time, it was the cusp of it and the disruption of it. And yeah. you know, you'd be on a webinar and some guy is sitting in his boxer shorts. And, and I don't mean that in an appropriate way, right. but he just got out of bed and he's eating cereal and he's talking to the group. And, and it's just like you're in the same space with people. But two and a half years, I spent learning everything I could. 
I think because of LinkedIn being a professional platform, I was more drawn to that mm-hmm. and being a little bit of the rebel that I am. Right. I did it differently because I, <laughs> I was looking at it from the perspective of from an education background. I know how people learn to read. I know what keeps people's attention on a page. I know, you know, the learning aspect of it. So I put that into LinkedIn at the time it wasn't being done. Mm. So like I have stars by my name, I can almost promise you without the facts to back it up. I was probably the first one to ever do that because LinkedIn said you couldn't have anything with your name Mm. in the beginning. LinkedIn is if you didn't meet in person and exchange business cards, you weren't supposed to be connected, but I'm like, wait a minute. Right. Not, you know, so I, I stay. It with took them, them longer to to catch up. And you yes. were saying you were in there saying, I'm I'm Just doing this anyway. This I'm finding exactly. a way. Hmm. So I did my profile different than other people did. I had the F pattern, how, how I spaced, how I capped things, how I had icons and, and different things in the copy, if you so will. Just visually, even visually, there was a big difference and you could hmm. see it. And I can still remember getting an email from a guy and he says, can you do for me? what you did for you. And it was like a trigger, like a light bulb. I still get chills. And I thought, Oh my gosh, there's something here. Mm -hmm. So he hired me to redo his profile. So people over the years and internationally, truly, I mean, everything from an attorney who worked on survivor to college presidents, to a mom and pop, it didn't matter. People have hired me to do their LinkedIn profiles. I take it, interview them, And then I basically do their profile because people aren't good at bragging about themselves, but I could do it. And it was a comfort zone. And Mm -hmm. I always tell people, if you meet someone in person, if you and I meet at a party and we're talking and I say, and you say, you know, innocently, what do you do, Debbie? And I start telling you all the stuff I do. You start glazing over, backing up, looking for the exit door. However, if we have a fun conversation and you're like, I want to know more about her and you go to my profile. You're there by choice. And that's the key people have to remember. LinkedIn is the one place you can sell yourself and people expect you to. They're there for one reason. That's How can you help them? That's That's why they're there. They don't care about anything else. They want, I don't mean that to sound like they don't care, but they're looking for solutions. And if you tell them what you can do, you've helped them. So, Mm -hmm. so that's the one place you can sell yourself. So spent the two and a half years and I was out speaking across the country and people would, I remember on a stage, a huge company, and there were probably 3,000, two, 3,000 people in the audience. It was huge, big convention center. And the CEO introduced me. And when we're walking, I'm walking up and he's walking off. He leans into me and he says, you know, here, you know, you're here because of your age and started laughing. I said, exactly. I said, it's about time, right? Because his point was, and he was right, a 30-year-old, all those 40-year-olds and above in that audience, they weren't going to listen to him. Right. They'll listen to someone of my age because right. if I could do it, they can do it. Plus the learning background, I know how to teach to not make people feel uncomfortable right. or like they don't know something. So I spoke all over the country. I was in, um, ironically enough, Pennsylvania. And Stacy was at a uh, conference there, my partner, Stacey Sheffin. And um, she heard me speak. She came up, long story short, Phil thought she was uh, from Texas because she had big hair, big jewelry, just everything. So she, he thought she's a Texas girl, <laughs> but uh, she hired me. Stacy has, um, was, has been on QVC and HSN for 20 plus years. And so she hired me to do her LinkedIn, her mm. social, et cetera, et cetera. We became dear friends and um, we decided to start Women's Leadership Live. And mm. that's how she introduced me to Linda McMahon. And Linda loved it so much. The three of us started the company. So for seven years, we did that. We had events, but I joke that um, Linda got called to the White House and, you know, other other things to do. And so she went with that. Stacy and I stayed with events, but then things started happening with that with COVID. So we did the tour, national tour. And so just last month, Stacy and I made the decision that we were going to, because she's always kept her YBF beauty brand with HSN. She's always still done that. She uh, works with America First Policy now. And so she's doing that and I'm doing, I'm going back to what I love and that's teaching with social media. So transition from education to social media speaking, then to Women's Leadership Live and now back to social media. I think it's truly the gift of the century, not the decade, but the century Mm -hmm. to have technology and to be able to do what you want to do to help others. There's no other way that that can be done to the extent it can be done with social media. You can tell I get rabid about it. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Well, I'm 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 transported back to when I was sitting in the audience listening to you the first time and 
I think any everybody there was just kind of mesmerized with the facts and just your approach because so much of social media is someone that feels like a young group of people, I should say, which is nothing wrong with that because, right. you know, we That's all like, because there's more people paying attention at a younger age. And I like to think of myself as an early adapter. I was the beta tester for Pinterest, Instagram, and all those things. I want to try it and see what fits clubhouse, all those things. Does it fit? But then you see masses of people saying you have to do it this way, or you have to do it this way, or you, your feed needs to look like that or whatever. And I really think the main thing that has to happen is you have to do it in a way that's right for you. That's really the, the only rule, but there are so many tips and things to get it. However, you're doing it have, and everything changes all the time. So how do you do it? So people notice, how do you do it? So you're engaged, like what's the reason you're doing it? What are some of the things that that brings up for you? I, I think that's such a valid point, Margo, because I think, again, double-edged sword with technology. We tell, young, we tell young people, guys and girls, that you have to be a certain way. And, but then mm -hmm. we also say you should be your own person. But mm -hmm. then we teach these courses and we do all these things where we try to put them all in the same cookie jar. That's not being an individual. That's not being genuine to who you are. And so what I like to say, the only advice I always say when people hear about a new social platform, I just have one piece of advice. Go on and get your handle, get your name, because I own everything. You're so good Saviano. at that. Well, because it's true. Debbie Saviano, I own everything in that, to my knowledge. Yeah. There's other Debbie Saviano's, not too many, obviously. It's an unusual name, but it's not an expensive uh, uh, yeah, piece of insurance. Bucks. And sometimes, even with the socials, it's free. Like with mm -hmm. Clubhouse, I was early with that, you know, mm -hmm. to, I don't know, whenever it first came out. But I grabbed it, I, I play with it. And that's why I tell people just play with stuff. You'll know if it's your zone, but right. own your handle, own your handle, because if you don't have it, you're up the creek. I mean, that's yeah. truly, that's truly an issue. And um, I think that that's an important factor to consider is you just have to play, but you have to do it your way. And I, earlier to my point about people I learned from and Chris Brogan, who, who is a dear friend now, but I remember looking at him and he was one of those guys that was out here. I mean, good, excuse me, Google Disney, everybody hired the kid. Um, but I was mesmerized by him because he did do it differently mm -hmm. and he didn't make excuses. He was truly ahead of his time. There's no doubt about that. But I think people are now starting to say, you know, wait a minute, because when I see all the things about, you know, it has to be this way, right. well, that's putting everybody in a box and who right. wants to do that? I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in a box. I'm unique. No. You're unique. Everybody who's listening to us are unique, especially creative souls. I think they have had the, the, benefit of saying you know what i want to i want to be a creative soul i want to paint or i want to do sculpture i want to do mixed media whatever and yeah i'm going to do it my way what i right. think can help them and that's what i spoke about at art biz jam is use the digital space let people find you because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. they don't know about the talent and those women that and the men that i met at art biz jam oh my gosh what i would give to have some of the talents of those people in yes. that room. Yeah. Of those three days, <laughs> yeah. please. Yeah. Incredible. It's true. And I think, um, so often the technology space is, is very daunting. I've talked to people that have said, I spend so much time thinking, is this good enough to post? Oh, and, and when you, when I think back to the very beginning of my time on Instagram, which was a long time ago, um, I just, I used the, my feed more like I do stories where I just didn't think about it. And right. I, I, I really try to get back to that and not overthink it. And this one particular artist I was thinking, I was talking to, I gave her the challenge of a week of just posting something every day, even if it's processed. Cause to me, looking as, as just an observer or as an art director, whatever hat I'm wearing, I love to see something not finished. Like, what right. are you thinking about? What's your process? What's your story? What's who are you? That's, that's what those things are telling me. And, and, and that's, I'm just talking about Instagram, but I think, you know, there's, there's different approaches, but similar for each one. And it comes, it boils down to being authentic, I think. Well, and I think I agree. And I think it also shows someone else who might not be at that point yet, what they can do. If they have the reminders and the stories for other people, I think that's the best thing that can be done. And, yeah. and to your point about, 
you know, is it good enough? Again, that's the, that's the albatross of social media. <laughs> we, we check ourselves every day in the mirror. Are we good enough? Well, my God, yeah, we're good enough. We all are unique individuals. And I think one of the things you and I've had so many conversations about is how do we help other people see yeah. that they are good enough and that yeah. they do want to do that. They have gifts to share. I have, I always have three values when you were talking about, you know, is it good enough or should I do it this way or whatever? And when I was doing, I posted a, a big newsletter this morning and I was, when I got finished with it, I thought to myself, okay, this whole, the newsletter took a little bit more time, obviously, but the posting part, mm-hmm. I want to show people how they can do that and do it themselves mm-hmm. because nothing's more authentic than right. it comes from you. And to have that comfort zone of knowing, Hey, I can do this. And yeah, it is good enough because it's coming from me because you know, 90% of the time, everything we do is going to be good. We're going to have some blips in the road, but that's, that's reality. We all have blips in the road, right? Exactly. I mean, we and we're be perfect. God forbid we shouldn't be perfect. No, that would be boring. Super exactly. boring. And as we, you know, lean into a new year, um, it's that time where, where we kind of set ourselves some goals or this is what I'd like to accomplish this year. It's, it's, you sort of, you know, shake yourself off. And, and I think, you know, if there's one thing, it would be authenticity is a great, is a great thing to lean into. And as, as creatives, as so many people listening are, and as people wanting to make more of a career out of it or whatever it might be, just spend time in your studio, even, um, it's social media is a space to help bring people together, help you be seen, get you learning techniques you might have not learned otherwise. It's all there for that. So how you use it is, is important. Absolutely. Well, you know me, I'm big on the trends. Last year when we were in, in uh, uh, together, when I was speaking to our biz jam, I always shared the trends when I'm speaking, because I think it's like you do trends with colors and all the different mm-hmm. things that are, that are coming out and because it makes a difference in what's happening in the world. And many of the trends of social media have to do with technology that's available. You know, mm-hmm. what, what you can do today, you couldn't do five years ago or, or whatever. But I think to show people that the trends and, and one of the biggest trends is that separation is no longer real for physical and digital space. And so for the creative souls, the ones listening, I always, when I'm talking to those different people, I say, what is your goal? Mm. Do you want to sell this product? Do you just want to share it with people? What's your goal? Once you know what they want to do, maybe they just want to be in the studio and work and create. That's great. Most of the people you and I know that's not the case. They want to take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. Get someone license their work or to sell it independently, whatever. So once you know that, then you can build your whole strategy around that. And they're not going to come. I mean, my God, let's say even now with COVID and everything going on, there's not as many people walking through doors. And so how do you get them through your door, which is basically this portal you and I are looking at. And it's all on this phone we carry in our hands. Yes, it is. It is. I mean, that that's was a great the doorway quote. to business right there. I want to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. That is the new doorway if you think about it. And that's why I always say, uh, beam me up, Scotty, because we now can bring those people into us. And some of the people, everybody that you and I talked to, everybody that we've all met, whether it's listeners, you and I, whomever, Everybody has a gift. I think we walk this earth but once for a reason. Mm. And all the gifts, all the experiences, all the things we've learned and done, we should be sharing that. There's a reason that other cultures value age. It's Mm. because they know they have walked those miles. Unfortunately, Americans are not so good at that. I've been very blessed. And and I'm older by far than 99% of people I'm ever in a room with. But I think that today, because, and I, I make that joke that those young guys, primarily young guys at the time, Chris Brogan, David Simon, Garland, Lewis House, all those people I learned from, Amy Porterfield, Sue Zimmerman, mm-hmm. they didn't care that I could, was old enough to be their grandmother. They didn't care because right. I could talk their lingo. They didn't care. Right. That's what people want to know. Can you communicate with them? Exactly. That's what they're wanting, whether, no matter how that is. It's right? just, it's how you show up, right? So it's, it's, you can say young at heart, which I know you and I both are, you can say it, but it's how you show up. It, yes. that doesn't have to change ever, you know, and, and it's, it's being interested, being interesting, but really being interested in what other sure. people are doing, showing, telling your story, engaging all those things. It's funny because, uh, one of the guys I'm talking about actually, um, uh, 
I remember because on my LinkedIn profile, I would do some caps and some places, you know, that weren't, I mean, I have an English degree for Pete's sake, right? So if you're talking about a paper for a college professor, how do you write one way? It's like when we're at a family reunion, we talk one way than if we're at a business meeting with mm. corporate, right? But I remember him saying to me, why do you have the caps in your stuff? And I said, it got your attention, right? And he goes, boom. That's all he said, because he, he, <laughs> he realized Exactly. Because our eye picks up if you're, you know, if you're Northern Hemisphere, I mean, America and how you read left to right, right we right. pick up on caps, we pick up on different things in our reading, because that's how we're taught. Right. But that's what you're trying to do is get their attention and then be interested in them. And everything should be about serving others. Everything we do, I believe. Right. Because that's why we're here. Well, and I think there's so many, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different social media channels, but what do you think are the most important ones? I'm biased. I always, and I always tell people what I'm speaking. If you have, I always say when I'm on a stage, I'll say, you can have five social media people up here. We're all good at what we do. We're all, none of us are experts. I don't like that term. None of us are experts because there's no such thing in my opinion, but we're all enthusiasts or advocates, mm -hmm. but there's five of us up here. You're going to go to the one who speaks best to you and your background. You're going to go right. to the one who can best serve you. My, what I bring to the party is education background. That's what I bring. And I'm really good at building relationships because I moved a gazillion times when I was a kid. So I never meet a stranger, literally. Mm. It's a joke with people. <laughs> if I'm in a room, I usually know people when I leave because I love to talk to people. Yeah, so good. for me, biased on that, I say LinkedIn is an absolute must. It's non-negotiable because it's the professional platform. It's that golden Rolodex, you know? And then the other one I think is Instagram because I think it's that visual. So to me, those are the two biggies. I, I do think that, that some things, obviously TikTok and Clubhouse are coming up big. I mean, but if I had to say just two, Margo, I'd say LinkedIn and Instagram. I Not agree. for me. Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, Instagram did reels, so TikTok, you know, yes. moved over that way. Those people, but TikTok is still a great resource and clubhouse. I feel like I haven't heard anybody on clubhouse lately, although that was a great, um, builder for so many, um, for a short amount of time, you just never know what's going to stick. That's why exactly. I dip my toe in, right. um, and see what works for me. And that's a good point. It's, it's who you are and how and I, you want to be involved. I also think that we often forget that social media is organic and it's going to your point, it's going to evolve based on the users. Right. They saw their, their success with reels. I mean, everyone copies everyone, right? So right. anything that's successful, the others are going to all pick up. And if it doesn't work, they'll take it off. Right. One of the things that I like so much about LinkedIn is it is professional. 95%, if not more, that's on there is professional. Very rarely do you see something that's and if you do, people can accept 10 to 15 percent if it's, you know, off the board a little bit. But people go there with a business mindset. Mm -hmm. So I'll, people say, oh, I'm not on LinkedIn. I said, but here's the deal. If you have a LinkedIn profile, if someone does a search for you in Google, what you're going to see come up in social media, it didn't used to, but it is today. So when someone searches their name, LinkedIn is going to be the top three, whether huh. it's good, bad or ugly. Huh. And so you better be prepared for it to be good because that might be the only time they find you. Yeah. I remember when I first started, I put my cell number on everything. I had my cell number. I mean, this is, you know, 12 years ago, people were critical of me. They said, that's crazy. That's, you know, you shouldn't have your number out there. And I said, let me tell you something. I choose to who I answer my phone. If I've met you, right. your name and your pictures in my phone. Right. You're good so, at that. You mean that. I mean it. I mean, it's true. And so if, if I don't want to answer or if I can't answer, I don't answer. But I can't tell you how many times in the beginning people would call me because when people make a decision to do something, they want contact. Right. And I can tell you, I can remember being in Austin at a conference speaking, walking across the tram thing there where the, where the rail thing is, the phone ringing, I pick it up, literally in 10 minutes, a guy hires me, gives me his credit card and signs off on me to do his LinkedIn profile. Had my phone not been there, he might not right. have done that. It's action. So we control, action. Mm -hmm. we control what we do. That's true. But you see cell phones everywhere now. But right. when I first started, you didn't see them anywhere. Oh my goodness. So because of this and because of, this is something we talk about a lot. We talk about a lot of things, but social media is one of those things we come back to because it's, because it is ever changing and there are, you know, new algorithms and this and that. So you and I have cooked up a little, a little yes. something, something. <laughs> so excited. Since Debbie and I, I mean, literally since I came up and talked to you after your 
presentation that day, you, you had said to me, you need to be teaching more. And we said, you know, what should we do together? And we've, we've sat with a few ideas. Um, and then we just kind of came back around to what was right in front of us and obvious, which is why don't we teach together about social media? Because we are two different people looking at it from two different ways and that can only help. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's funny you say that because I think that oftentimes Linda used to always say to us, um, do what you're really good at, stay in your lane. And mm. Stacy, truly, that girl can sell ice to Eskimo. She is gifted at it because she genuinely cares about the viewer. So to your point, we came back around, which was right in front of us. Yes. We both love people. We both love teaching. We both want to help other people. So yeah, we spent a year going through what we should do. And it really was what was in front of us from day one. Right. But we didn't right. jump on it because we wanted to be of value to the people that we're going to be speaking to. Right. So I think go back to your roots, if you will, don't try to do something that's outside your zone. I love social media more than I could ever say, because boundaries are non-existent. You can connect with anywhere on the, all you got to be is charged and connected. Stacy always tells me I should have trademarked that. I probably should have, but anyway, charged and connected. You want your phone or your device charged and you want to be connected to the internet. If you can do that, you can do anything, literally anything. Yeah. It's really true. So in this, like, so people are like, so what, what are you doing? What's tell me more. <laughs> so in your words, what, what, what's this going to look like? I think that it's, it's one of those, and people won't, they probably won't believe this because everything's always so scripted, but any, everything we're talking about, is not scripted. I didn't know no. what you're going to ask. And you know what I was <laughs> no. going to say. I don't but come to any dangerous. recording scripted. I just can't do it. <laughs> but I think that the one thing that we want to do is to provide a course for mm-hmm. people in real time. And, mm-hmm. you know, three, four, five years ago in the past, people were doing evergreen. They were doing courses they put up online and you can go do your vacation and be away. People want people. People right. want a community of, of like-minded individuals, something they can learn from. So it's a community for people to come and learn in real time. You and I'll be live teaching them how to do it their way because mm-hmm. social media is non-negotiable. Anyone, I mean, think about TVs five years ago. You didn't have at the bottom the social media channels. You didn't have, I mean, you didn't have any of that stuff. Social media is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. And it's such a gift. So we want to be able to show people how to use that, but we'll be there with them. We'll hold their hand. We'll help them show them how to do it their way to where they can do what they want to do by serving other people and letting social media be the conduit to get them there. Right. And uh, that's a great, that's a great way to look at it. And, And I think too, because I'm always curious, I'm always looking at people that teach about social media or teach about any number of things. And I, you know, is something new happening that I need to take in. So, you know, how do you, how do you know who to learn from for you? Like, how do you choose who to, how to take in your information? That is a really, really good question. And again, I go back to those people that I learned from. It has to be someone who, in my opinion, who I really know and believe they care about people, that, that they, they walk the talk. Mm-hmm. And I, I talk about this guy all the time. You'd think he's paying me. And believe me, that is not the case. He's a friend now because I, I joke, I stalked him for several years before I met him at a conference, uh, Chris Brogan. But that guy walks the talk. He truly does mean sincerely, I'm here to help you. So I want to learn from people who are there to help people because that's what I want to do. So depending upon what someone wants, they need to be attracted to people who are going to do the same thing. And so learning from that person. And now with social media, you can do the homework. You Mm -hmm. can look at their stuff and see, do they really walk the talk? Right. It's like so it's like someone who and this is these those little things that, that we teach people. So it's like if you have an Instagram account and it's private. Right. (laughs) <laughs> and you're an artist it makes me crazy it makes me crazy and then if someone posts something and they never go back to comment on those right. people who took the, it's like so if we're in physical space and I'm talking to someone if they're talking to me I'm responding if all I ever do is shake my head which is a like they're going right. to stop talking to me so I think that you can check out people are they genuine to your point are they authentic and that's who right. I want to learn from people who are authentic and they know their stuff you know, my mom and I had a store for 10 years and, um, I think of, she, she always said to anybody who was working there and, and to ourselves, we would remind ourselves. And I feel like social media is the same way. If someone walks through your front door of your store, of your platform of whatever, 
pretend it's your house. Would you, would somebody walk in and you wouldn't acknowledge them? Like, just say, Hey, how are you? Like, not going to well, help yeah. you, but just, Oh my gosh, thanks for being here. So I feel like the responding in those ways, and I'm not always able to be on for, you know, there's those rules again, like 20 minutes after you post, you should be on. like, I can't do that necessarily, but I will try to go back and, and just acknowledge, you know, and see, I think that's the key, Margo. That's someone saying to us, there's a formula, there's a yeah. set way, there's rules. What I say is clarity and consistency. People know, people who know me know that if I'm responding, it's not with someone who's a programmed response. It's me and my phone in my hand. So for me, if I post something, it may be 20 minutes or it may be that night or it may be the next day. Right. But the key is I'll respond. And I think right. people can forgive you when it's not exactly that formula, because they just want to know you're listening. They want to know that you appreciate the fact that they took time to comment. And I'm mm -hmm. very grateful when people come in and comment and do that. And, and again, I think to say that you have to do a certain thing is exactly what you and I are talking about. It, there shouldn't be those kind of rules. There shouldn't be those kind of rules. Right. And I think one of the really fun things as we've been talking about teaching this course is all these tips and all these things we're noticing, like we're sending back and forth things to each other all the time. <laughs> Did you know this? What about this? What do you think about this? There's this tip. There's that tip. There's, there's so many. And I think again, it's clarity and consistency charged and, you know, ready connected. charged and connected. Um, and being yourself. I, I really think there's a lot about that, but we are, we are going to be teaching this live and I'm, I'm super excited about that. Well, not only to teach the live, Margo, remember the fact that, because you and I talked about this, what do we, to your point, what do I look for when I'm doing it? So one of the things you and I decided was we'll teach on a Monday and then right. on Friday, it's come as you are. Just come and talk and ask questions, et cetera, et cetera. So the four-week course will be twice during that week. So people know that they have us there, not just on a, you know, text, if you will, or right. our faces, our voices, our, right. our understand of authenticity to be there with them. Right. And the come as you are idea is, so we teach you my, live on Monday and it starts next month. So all the information will be um, available, uh, but we teach on Monday and then we come together as a group on the Friday, just for four weeks. And, you know, we're just going to try it out and be live. And I can't wait for the community that that will bring. And we'll do it again. We won't just right. do it one time, but I, I feel like it's super important, especially right now. I wanted we, when we talked about it, we thought, let's get, let's get a little bit of time under, let's get January going. Let's get back into the jive of, you know, life again. And February, we'll, we'll just start. And I'm, I'm super excited. I mean, I am, we, you know, I've talked about this so much. I think the thing that's so exciting is that we have spent this last year, literally, we've been doing this longer than that, but the last year, looking at things that would do what we see as working, what doesn't work, to give real life examples. Because I think one of the things that happens to people, especially creative souls, a lot of times, is that they want, they're really good at the creative aspect of it, but maybe not so comfortable on the other side with the digital space, if you will. This will give them the comfort zone knowing we are going to take you by the hand. We are going to mm -hmm. be there with you. There's no dumb questions. There's no silly answers. We're there to help you because we do believe that by using digital space, they can build that community and be able to take their business to the next level, whatever that, because for everyone, it's different. It's different right. for everybody. And it's not like all of you are in the space already. We're not saying here's how you do it. It's just helping you find your way, helping right. you find the way that you're comfortable. You feel like you have tools to make your own choices and to know that they're the right choices instead of spinning your head like, oh my gosh, am I doing this right? Or back to that person I spoke to recently that was saying I'm too frozen to even post because I don't right. feel it's good enough or whatever, just to try and get over some judged. of those hurdles. Right. You're going to be judged. We're and, our and worst judges of ourselves. Yeah. Well, it's like yesterday I made um, chocolate chip cookies and I was actually thinking about this when I was doing it. So I'm not one in the kitchen. Okay. That's not, that's not someone you're going to usually find Debbie at, but anyway, I was making chocolate chip cookies and they tell you to use two bowls. Right. And then you do this and you do this. I'm like, I'm not using two bowls. <laughs> I use one bowl and I did it the way I wanted to do it. And the cookies taste great. When I make an angel food cake, I pour the cake mix in the pan and mix it there. I don't use a bowl. 
but that's but I love that it still works perfect example it is a perfect example but the cook would say you remember your home ec teacher when you crack an egg you crack it in another bowl in case it does this and you I mean I'm like please crack the silly egg but we want to teach people those techniques and things where they don't freeze they don't have the fear because it's always fear it's the fear of I'm not going to do it the right way and right and and there'll be you know like i my mom has a bowl that she always cracks her eggs in like in it's her little ritual. So we all have our, our, Absolutely. our things. Right. And that's what we're saying is bring yourself to the party in, in however you want to show up. There's no wrong way. Right. The only wrong way is not playing. Right. I remember when I, this, I don't know if I should share this, but when I was in college, when I first started out, I remember we were at the lot, this is years ago, folks, we were at the library and the Dewey Decimal System and stuff. And there was this yeah. one, this one person who was going the Dewey Decimal System. And I just went over to the section and she goes, you can't do it this way. I said, what do you mean I can't do it this way? She goes, well, you have to use the Dewey Decimal. I said, no, I have to find the right book. And it's like, you know, if for her, it was great. Use the Dewey Decimal System for your mom. Use the, you know, yeah. do what's best for you. But we want to have teach people or show people and guide people and counsel people how there is no right way. It's your way. As long as you're providing solutions and doing it to help others and doing it your way, it is the right way. Yeah, I think that that brings it full circle, this conversation for me back to where you were saying, you know, I was going to learn how to do this because I could see that something was happening and I like to, you know, break the rules. Well, what we're then saying is because you're willing to break the rules. There's other people that are rule breakers. There's other people that are rule followers, but because you were willing to put your foot in it, you can now say to many people on the scale of how, how they want to show up, let me help you show up in the way that feels right for you. Right. And I think the reason that, that I was, because as a principal, trust me, I was a rule follower. <laughs> I wanted my kids to be rule followers. But it's kind of like I, when I was a principal of the high school one time, at the time, we had a lot of kids who were in the different groups, right? The ropers with the long black jackets, the, the kids with the, the nerds, that the, you know, all these names that are so unfortunate. But the point I used to tell the kids was, it doesn't matter how you dress. It doesn't right. just know that what you're doing is going to prepare you for the next step. So it's like, remember when tats, you couldn't wear, you didn't have a tat and work somewhere. Well, really, does that really affect your impact of being a good employee? I don't think so. Right. But we had to get to this point. And right, now right. I think it's come full circle and we are at this point. And I think people are being accepted. Are, yeah. For who you are and the gifts you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited about this. And I, and I really, this conversation was, I mean, we wanted to share what we're doing, but really I love the genius you bring to this space and and just your curiosity about it, the, the way you just dive in. And I think it's super refreshing. Um, I do. I want to circle back to LinkedIn for a second. You are too kind, Margo. Thank you. Because uh, likewise, I think that's why we, we connect so much because of, because what people don't know, or they may know, we have so weird opposite ends of the spectrum on so many things. Right. But what we have in common is that we care about people and we care about each other. And we're about relationships. You don't have to agree on everything to be good point. friends. That's a great point. And I think that's all about supporting a human, supporting humanism, supporting where that person is in their own journey. That that's one of my favorite parts of this whole thing. Exactly. Agree. Agree. Um, I'm going back to tips from tips from Debbie. (laughs) (laughs) So LinkedIn, I, I know that's sort of the final frontier for people and it. And I love that you say it's so important for business. But if somebody hasn't been on there, what are like the first a handful of things you should know about it or you should be doing on LinkedIn? So first of all, they have to set up an account, right? So, you know, you have to set up your account. And then you always want to remember is who's there. Decision makers are there. People who, who can say yes. That's the key people have to understand is that they're there and they can make the decisions. So like if you're looking for sponsors or if you're looking, you know, used to it was where you got hired, right? But it's that people are there for a specific purpose. So whatever you do and you bring to the party, whatever your solutions are, you want to make sure those are showcased. You want a banner that speaks to people. Our brain processes images 60,000 times faster than text. So as soon as they see that, it used to be 11 seconds. Now it's eight. I personally believe it's five that you have to get someone's attention. So your banner, your headshot, your headline. When you comment on someone's things in, in LinkedIn, your picture shows up and your headline shows up. You want that headline to be who you are and what mm. you do. 
mm-hmm. because they may not come back to it again or mm-hmm. they might get sidetracked as we all do, right? So you wanna have the first visuals there, the banner, the photo, the headline, and then you wanna start building a, a LinkedIn profile that speaks to everything you do because mm-hmm. your keywords in there is how, speaking of algorithms, that's how they're gonna find you when they're searching for stuff. But if they just, many, many, many people just go to LinkedIn with a name. Like I wanna look up Margot Tendu. So I said that wrong, but look up Margot. And so they are there to, to find out about Margot. You don't mm-hmm. want them to leave with any unanswered questions. And you want them to feel comfortable by being there. Right, right. That's great. I, one thing I forgot, contact information. Mm, contact right. information. That is critical because they will pass someone up. if When someone's ready to make a decision, they want to make it right now. Right, 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 right. Like with the phone number. You know, it, this, it brings to mind another, I don't want to go on forever, but um, there was another gal, um, an artist who likely might be listening, who was really wanting to expand who saw her art. She sold it in a a small gallery and at art fairs and things like that, but it was very specific. So she had in her mind, she wanted to reach interior designers. Like that might be a good, um, a good category for her. So literally she set out to do that on LinkedIn. Like she, she searched the hashtags or searched some people because you can do that because it's a business platform said, I think you should see my art. Bam, had a connection, sold some, put it in process and into work the next day, maybe, or at least right. the next week. And it was so exciting to hear that it worked that way. That it worked. Well, that's the thing, because you can filter companies and organizations and individuals, you can, you, one of the things in Chris Brogan's book is the freak show here at the earth that I did in the newsletter, Books and Bites, is that very fact there are no gatekeepers anymore. You can get, so, so tell a story. So I was in an airport eating a kind bar, reading an ink magazine. Well, in the ink magazine, there was a story on the founder of kind bars, right? Mm. So I'm like, Oh, how cool. I lay the, again, no thinking. I lay the kind bar on the article, take a picture and I tweet it. And I made some comment about the kind bars, right? Well, he tweets back and says something. So then I said, how would you like to make some kind fans? And then he private messages me and people say, well, it wasn't the real CEO. I, said, I don't care. It's his name and his thing on there. It's the real CEO to me, which I think it was because so many of them are the real people these days. Right, right. For three, for over two years, he gave me kind bars every month. So when I spoke, I took kind bars. And who do you think I use as an example in all those huh. speaking engagements? Right, right. Anyone who knows me knows me as kind bars, White House, Black Market, Chico's. At the time it was Virgin Airlines. Those people, there's five people who I, who I follow, who I'm loyal to, and I retweet and do their things. So identify who your five are. Are they people? But you, you, you made those connections yourself. I did. I did. They didn't know who Debbie Saviano was. Oh, heavens no. no. You, you tagged them and made those. Right. Con- See, it's That's really possible. The technique so we teach people. Well, it's like one day I opened up my computer. I was in California and Corner Bakery, which is, you know, big yeah. around here on the banner is my picture. <laughs> and people said, well, did they pay you? I said, you bet they paid me. Is your name, is your picture up there? It's called influence and return on influence because uh-huh. I post so much. and I'd done so many things for with corner bakery, which were all genuine. Cause I love the, right. the bakery. They put my picture up there. I mean, American airlines, one day I was at the airport, these two ladies, bless their heart. They were having a tough time at the counter. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to get them in a good mood. So I go up there and we start talking. All the time we finished, they were laughing. So I took their picture. I posted it on LinkedIn and I said something to tagged American airlines, let it go. Right. Cause it was genuine. I was just talking about, you know, right. service. Someone texts me, emailed me and said, Debbie, did you know American airlines had you in their training manual? Their <laughs> point was, you never know who's talking to you and who's looking at you. That's right. So you always want to have a happy face. Yes. You never know where it's going to go to these days. It's exponential, the possibilities. And all you have to do is be willing to show up. To your it's point. true. And I think, you know, that thing you said about you never meet somebody and, and their picture and contact oh, yeah, is not in your phone. You make people feel, I think back to that meeting, you make people feel so seen because you you say, I'd love your information or, and you tag people a lot. And it's so, it's just this warm, fuzzy kind of thing. So that's the kind of thing that we want to talk about 
continually because it's real because we're all, you know, in our little corners. So how can we connect in a more genuine, purposeful way that speaks to what's right for us? Well, it's like when I started, I, cause I'm a hugs person. I'm very tactile. Right. So I would always sign off on hugs and someone said something to me one day, do you think that's professional? And I said, maybe not, but that's who I am. And if anybody knows me, that's who I am. I didn't, I didn't stop doing that because someone said, do you think that's professional? Now, are there times I might not do that? Right. There are, but 90% of the time I do say biggest of hugs or wish, I mean, because that's who I am. We want people to be who they are because when you're not authentic, you're not able to really show up and give all your gifts. Right. Right. Mm, So good. We're so excited. We can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) We are, we are, we are. Um, and I think too, that whether you join us or not, it's all about, it, it's not about that. It's about knowing that you're seen or, or if you don't feel seen, we want to see you like, right. just so go out right now today and post something on social media that, that makes you smile, right. post what you see on, you know, and in process is fine. Just maybe, maybe be a little bit more brave than you, you might've been before you heard this. It's like the studios, and you mentioned it earlier, Margo, because I, I, I'm a you know secret closet wannabe, which I'm not, obviously, but artist or creative soul. When I see pictures of people in their studios, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. To them, it might look, oh, it's not this or it's not that. I'm just intrigued because I get to see behind the scenes of where they create. And so don't clean right. it up first. Just yeah, do it how it, it is. Up. Exactly. Do it how it is, because that's what people want to see. They want to see what does that entail? They want to live vicariously through you, who's the people who are listening here to see what you do, because you have a gift and a talent. I mean, my gosh, there's so many of those women in our biz jam that I can think of that have incredible talents. And I just love seeing their stuff. I'm mesmerized. And they're all different kinds of art, right? It's all different kinds of mediums. Absolutely. Yeah. So go do that right now and tag Debbie Saviano and windowsill chats. And we'll absolutely, we'll be able we, to will, we will share and, and comment back. Yeah. And that's how we grow. I love it. Exactly. Yeah, bigger community. Well, thank you, friend. I, of course, I want to know who's inspiring you right now. You've, you've told us about lots of inspiring people, but who give me a, a few that come to mind who are, who's inspired. I would have, if I'm going to separate from family, because obviously anyone who knows me would have to be my husband at the top of the list, but I'm going to go into the professional sphere, if you will. Um, I'm going to go with what my gut tells me to go with Linda McMahon, Stacey Shevlin, and Chris Brogan. Linda, because Linda came on and did Women's Leadership Live with us when she didn't have to, let's face it. I mean, she's pretty successful. But what she taught me along the way was always go with your gut, always, mm-hmm. and believe in what you're doing. She, tra- she invents transformed wrestling, literally. What they did was unheard of at the time. And now the rest is history, as they say. Right. So watching her as a CEO and her thought process was a huge gift to me. Mm. Stacey Shefflin, because Stacey's like me. She never meets someone she doesn't love. She loves people. She is so gifted at the sales of, of and not the sale, not the product, but just connecting through the screen. She's able to do that. She is a dear friend. She and Linda both are dear, dear friends and have taught me so much. There's just not enough I could say. And then Chris Brogan, because I wrote about Chris this morning on Books and Bites, he, that his was the first book I read really, literally um, a long time ago, the freak shown here at the earth. And it spoke to everything I'd been as a principal, all these groups of kids who weren't accepted, who weren't in the in group, if you will, it doesn't matter today because of technology, there's no gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. That's what you and I want to show people. If you want it, you can get it. And we're going to help show you the techniques, and the ways to get there because you really can dominate. You can dominate whatever it is you want to dominate today. You really can, you know, it- if this, if there's one thing that you gain this year, it's that moving yourself forward yourself, it's up to you. So these things that Debbie's talking about are tips and learnings and community to help you get there. I do want to, you've mentioned a couple of times, you have a really cool new newsletter called books and bites. Can you oh, talk yes, a little bit about bites. that? 
Yes. Yeah, so I, when, when Stacy and I made the decision, when was there ship live? And, and I, I knew there was, cause I'm a lifelong learner. I love to learn. Cause I think it's the one thing right. that can separate us and take us to the next level. And there's all kinds of learning. It can be, I've always said, if you were working at McDonald's in the drive-through, I want to talk to you because you can multitask like nobody and you're able to right. meet people take, I mean, there's so, so learning comes in many facets, right? Traditional learning and life skills learning, but I wanted to start a, uh, I love to read. I'm a voracious reader. I love nonfiction books. But I, I did a survey the other day and I asked people, do you scan or do you read? 78% scan. Now people want to write war and peace and think we're going to read it. They don't read it. You know, I've <laughs> talked about this with these, these sales things people do. Right. People don't read that Oh stuff. my gosh. They no. don't. So our point to that is people stop spending all your time doing that because no one's reading it. Right. Secondly, so I want to do books and bites. So books and bites is I take a nonfiction book and in 500 words or less, I give you 10 highlights of the book. Then I tell you what the purpose in my humble opinion is that the author was trying to convey. And then I give you three things you can do based on what I think with the book. So I'm going to do that every two weeks. And I started it. I, I did the first one, you know, telling the story of why, like a week ago, like a week ago, it was last Monday. Mm-hmm. And I was the first subscriber. And I thought, okay, you know, whatever. I think I'm up to like 600 and some subscribers. Holy literally. cow, Debbie, that's a weird. I know, I'm so humble because I'm like, it's a huge responsibility, but I love it because I love to read and I want to share that. People, it's for people who don't, who love to read, but don't always have the time. And right. so that's what this is, the books and bites. So it's on LinkedIn. If you go to my page, you can see it. And it's there. And I'd love people to subscribe and read because I, I just want to share. There's so many phenomenal books out there and so many tips and we can all benefit from that. You know, I mean, you're talking about books and bites, which I think is so fantastic. But as you're saying that, and in a week you have 600 people who have signed up for your newsletter. That's because you are your genuine self online and, and where you are in front of people. And I just think that speaks volumes. I think that's fantastic. Well, I think it's one of those things that that it's the power of digital space, the power of what's possible. Because like, you know, I think on LinkedIn, I've got just under 7,000 connections. Uh, do I know them all? No, I don't know them all. But that's another thing people say, well, should I accept everyone's invitation? Here's what I always tell people. There's always going to be weirdos out there who try to connect with you and, you know, want to date you and all this weird stuff. Like I said, if they're looking at me, they're really desperate. But anyway, so so they do this. You can always block them and take them off. But one time I had this guy, no picture. He was from Nigeria and he had like 50 followers. But I thought, you know what? I accept the invite. He writes back and he says, thank you for connecting. He's, he was a professor at the university. He's written like 15 books. He just started his LinkedIn. Oh, wow. So we say we don't want to judge people, but then we do judge people by not <laughs> accepting the invite. We, this is a huge dichotomy of things. We want to show people, you and I, that take the step, reach out and extend a hand, because if it's not a positive relationship, you can always just say, no, I don't want to have it. But 99% of the people I connect with are good human beings, to your right. point. I just think it's a friendlier human way to a- approach social right. media. Yeah, it that's is. And that's what we is. want people to see. Use it for the good. It's like I always tell people, never, never, never go on social media and be negative, ever. Right. Are there times I've wanted to? You bet there are. But what <laughs> I do is I go in the bathroom, have a fit and come out and say, okay, I'm done. Because <laughs> everyone gets up to do a good job, I think. And if they bum out that day or something happens, who am I to be going on social media and criticize them? I mean, please, that right. could be your husband, your father, your wife, your sister, your daughter. Who are we to be placing right. judgment? So let it go. And, and right. seriously, I don't think if there's one thing people hear, I think it's that stay positive because people right. want to be around positive people. And I think that's what makes us better people is to share the positivity and the love. You don't have to agree. Just be respectful of each other. I and agree. Not and to that end, the judgment of yourself, you have to let some of that go too. Yes. Yes. Amen. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. So I'm excited. So thank you, Debbie. And there'll oh be gosh, more. You, so in both of our bios, there'll be information. Um, on the show notes page, there's information. And then as, as you heard, I'll, um, there's a little bit in the intro. So thank you. Ms. Come, Debbie. Join, us. Come, Come join, join us. We would love to have you. Um, but 
start right now. Do a little bit of something on Instagram that feels maybe like you're pulling back the curtain a little bit or you're being brave and and let us see it. We'd love or to. Or come come join us on LinkedIn. Look at there you go. on LinkedIn. There you there go. You go. Oh, yeah, there just you, go. you can just watch Debbie and, and learn so much by that. But we'd love to have you. And Absolutely love to have you. um thanks, Miss Debbie, for being Thank here you, today. I adore you. The likewise, my friend. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.